Welcome to the A-Train Show. Kalia Collier. We're trailblazing right now, Arlington. Uh, I think what Carolyn is doing with this club is a testament. What I've done with the surge and now being able to work alongside of such phenomenal leadership uh, is we have to stay the course right now. And then we have to pay it forward uh, of being able to provide those opportunities for other women in leadership to be able to have a seat at the table. And that's what our next generation is looking at right now. On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you listen to In The Zone, and this is The Network. This is it. Hey, this is Erica Fernandez, your girl of Curls and Sports, and this is the Price Check Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Price Check Podcast. I am your host, Josh Price. Uh, checking in here on the In The Zone Network, going city to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to In The Zone. Of course, want to do a quick, you know, express lane version of the podcast. Something, you know, quick, you know, in and out, 10, 15 minutes. Nothing too long. Um, but wanted to put some content out as we look up, you know, we're right at about the quarter mark of the NBA season. Uh, right at about 17, 18 games for, you know, most of the teams that at least, you know, so far haven't been hit by the COVID bug. But, um, you know, that's enough of a sample size to start looking at things like MVP race. And so, um, you know, MVP, something that always factors in not only from season to season, but also from a historical context as you look at the legacy of certain players and, you know, what their accomplishments are throughout their career. Um, and, of course, reason why not – reason why I want to bring this up. Uh, we saw a little bit of an MVP performance last night from one LeBron James. Of course, we're recording this January 26th here on Tuesday, uh, night after the Lakers played Cleveland uh, Cavaliers in Cleveland. LeBron, of course, going back to you know where it all started, goes out 46 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, uh, 21 of those 46 points in the fourth quarter. Just had monster performance. Now, granted, I know some people are probably listening like, hey, it's just the Cavs. Um, you know, why are we making a big deal out of this? At the end of the day, LeBron James is 36. 36. Like, that's not, you know, small feat for, you know, players as they get into that age range. And so you start to look at what he's been doing so far this season. Now, numbers-wise, just from the raw numbers of it, you know, typical LeBron things, right at about 26, uh, 25, 26 points a game, um, you know, seven rebounds, seven assists or so. But I, I think one of the things that has stood out to me, especially last night and then also early on here in the season, he is shooting the three ball, you know, in the same way almost that he did his MVP season in Miami in 2012-2013. He was right about – 40% uh, that season, right about 41% so far now. Now, granted, him going 7 for 11 from three-point range last night helps that number. But all in all, um, he's starting to, you know, kind of put together a case. And you can also start to see, you know, how he's carrying himself in some of these games um, and just how he's kind of, you know, ratcheted up his performance in certain spots. It's almost as though he kind of knows that this is an MVP award that he can go get. Um, and he's taking advantage of, you know, his opportunities to be able to put the league on notice. And so, um, you know, you look at just what typically goes into the MVP race, right? So team success is always a factor. 
Uh, Russell Westbrook's MVP from a few years back where his team was a sixth seed. They won, I think, like 45 games or so. Um, that's usually the exception, not the rule. So, you know, if you're going to win the MVP award, your team has to be one of the, you know, at worst three or four best teams uh, in the entire league, not just the conference. And so the Lakers are definitely going to be, at worst, one of the top two teams out west. You know they're going to be, you know, kind of hanging around that one spot the majority of the season where they've been so far here through 18 games. Um, so the team success is going to be there. Um, LeBron's numbers – Again, they look exactly like the numbers he's consistently put up throughout his entire career. Um, again, shooting the three ball a little bit, you know, better, which is probably going to help his case as well. Um, of course, you know, granted that he can keep it up throughout the entire season, but so far, looks like that's something that's going to be able to sustain. So, you know, you also look at uh, the narrative, right? The narrative always factors in. You look at you know Derrick Rose's MVP uh, in 2010. Not to say that Derrick Rose was not, uh, or I'm sorry, 2011, not to say that he was uh, undeserving by any means, but at the same time, the media needed somebody else to, you know, uh, kind of ride out as the good guy once LeBron went to Miami and kind of turned heel on us uh, for the wrestling fans out there. So, um, you know, the narrative always plays into the same thing that we talked about with Russell Westbrook and OKC. Uh, the narrative was, hey, he stayed – KD left, you know, he's, you know, leading the team. He wants to put the team on his back. And then, of course, they gave him an MVP award for it. And then he went on to average a triple-double again two years in a row after that. Nobody cared. So, you know, we, we take these things with a grain of salt uh, as they come. But, you know, the narrative for LeBron this year is pretty easy, right? Getting up there in age, you know, starting to kind of see uh, his legacy and what he's going to leave behind in terms of accomplishments wants to add another MVP to that trophy case. Uh, he just got another, you know, finals MVP and, and finals win last year, ring number four, trying to get, you know, ring number five and potentially finals MVP number five this year. Um, you start to get another MVP award, which I think would be number five for LeBron as well. That's, you know, kind of putting yourself even further and further, you know, out from the rest of the pack and closer and closer to that conversation with uh, one Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Uh, and, and, you know, the GOAT in, in terms of the greatest of all time. So, you know, I think that's something that is probably in LeBron's head at this point, not necessarily saying that that's the only thing that's motivating him or the only thing that he's thinking about right now. But I think when you look at the totality of his career and all the things that he's accomplished and what he can do this season, um, MVP is something that he's probably shooting for. And, and quite honestly, right now, I don't know that there's another favorite that you could put ahead of him. Maybe a Nikola Jokic, who um, at last check was averaging a triple-double for the season. Now, granted, when we talk about the team success and the narrative factor, team success is probably going to be there for Denver, but they would still have to be, you know, again, at worst, the second-best team in the West, and I don't know that that's something that's going to happen. Um, you know, you got Utah, you got the Clippers that are, you know, kind of fighting in that same spot for them, so that might be a little tough. Um, and does, you know, Jokic continue to, you know, keep the triple-double up for the entirety of the season? Um, now, granted, we can also ask the same question about LeBron in terms of sustaining his numbers. But, again, all of his averages right now are about around, you know, the same career averages he's had here uh, for the entirety of his career. So, okay, so you ask yourself, Jokic, all right, maybe not. Um, you know, the talk coming into the season was Luka. Luka's team right now is just not winning enough. 
you know, if they're going to be the five or six seed out West, there's no pass for him to MVP regardless of what his numbers are. Um, you know, granted, he's going to continue to put up some great numbers and look great night in and night out, but MVP award doesn't just go to, you know, the average team uh, in their conference. It goes to, you know, folks that are excelling, you know, above the competition. So maybe you switch over to the Eastern Conference, right? Giannis, you know, <clears throat> back-to-back MVP award winner, really hard to win the MVP three years in a row. And I don't think that the media narrative is going to really work in his favor. You know, everything that we talk about with Giannis right now is more so about him expanding his game. Why is he not, you know, taking on the challenge of guarding the best player on the court instead of, you know, playing help defense? Why is he not putting himself in a position to be able to take the last shot of the game if his team needs it? Um, You know, it's a lot of the questions about can he really get over the hump? You know, also looking at playoff, you know, success, things like that. The narrative just won't work in his favor this year. It's pretty, pretty, you know, easy to say that. So um, Giannis is out the picture. We talked about KD coming into the season. Now, granted, KD, before the James Harden trade, looked every bit like an MVP candidate. I don't think that the narrative is going to work in his favor. And I also think that there's going to be times where him having James Harden and having Kyrie Irving it's going to take away from him in spots where it doesn't need to, uh, which, again, you know, is going to take away some of the opportunity for him to have some of those MVP moments for us to view. So, again, narrative not really in his favor. The one player out east so far, at least through this early part of the season, that might be able to say, okay, hey, I've got an MVP case for myself is Joel Embiid. And so, watched a lot of Philly so far. You know, watched a lot of him specifically and how he's responded to uh, being coached by Doc Rivers as opposed to being coached by Brett Brown. And um, he's passed the eye test so far this year. He's been, you know, playing hard on both ends of the, uh, of the court, definitely playing hard night in and night out. He's not taking as many nights off, uh, both, you know, literally and figuratively as he did last year. Now, granted, he has missed a couple games here and there, just, you know, maintenance and, you know, kind of maintaining the back, the knees, things like that. But um, but he, you know, he's played at the level that he should have been playing at in previous seasons. And he's also played at a, you know, slightly higher level than I even expected coming into this season. You know, I thought that we were going to get the same Joel and, you know, Philly was going to be looking at, trying to make the decision between him and Ben Simmons. Now, it looks like a couple of weeks ago they had made the decision that it was him and they were going to try to go get James Harden and that plan fell through. But all in all, I think, um, you know, Joel having a hell of a season, I think he would be that one person right now in the Eastern Conference that I would think would be the favorite on that side of the house if you're looking at somebody outside of LeBron and some of the candidates that we talked about uh, in the West. So enough of the MVP talk. Of course, we got a whole lot of season left to play out. Looking forward to seeing how all of this plays out and what names might emerge that we did not uh, discuss and bring up today. But also, before I go, would definitely be remiss if um, I didn't bring up one Kobe Bean Bryant and Gianna Bryant. Of course, a year ago, lost their lives in a tragic helicopter accident. Obviously, rest in peace to those two. Uh, as well as the other families and lives that were lost in that helicopter crash. Um, you know, definitely missed the contributions that Kobe was able to make on and off the court um, and only, you know, uh, can miss what we know we were going to see out of Gianna, the greatness that we were already seeing out of her at such a young age. So 
definitely want to give you know thoughts and prayers to the Bryan family as well as uh, you know to the families uh, that also lost loved ones in that plane or helicopter crash. I'm sorry. Uh, so now looking forward to uh, price check here. You know moving forward. Wanting to do a mailbag episode of some sort here, whether it's our next episode or episode after that, because um, I do also want to do a kind of a Western Conference deep dive in a way that we got to do the Eastern Conference on our last show. So Western Conference deep dive mailbag episode where we actually have the listeners and fans uh, of the price check and in the zone submit some NBA questions to us to answer on the episode. So stay tuned on how we'll, you know, get the details out to you on how to submit those questions and which, um, you know, show that we plan to do it on so that you can tune into that. Uh, but we also, you know, looking forward to, like I said, having a discussion on the Western Conference because there's some storylines out uh, West right now that I definitely think are intriguing and, um, again, you know, kind of interest me in the way that we talked about with the East here last episode. But till next time, this has been Price Check Podcast here on the In The Zone Network. I am Josh Price. Checking out. This is In The Zone. Uh, because it takes all of us, right? And again, they're doing a lot of great stuff. They, yeah, some of them make bonehead mistakes, but <laughs> also when you do good, you deserve to get applauded. So that's why I started my Dugan Award, and I love awarding someone or organization each and every week. Right on, Kelsey. I appreciate you doing things like that. Hey, you know, and leading the way. I love it. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. And props to you all, too, for just a wonderful platform. I love coming on this show, and I hope St. Louis knows what they got in you. On the In The Zone Network.